This is Morgan Hazelwood, back again with more writing tips and writerly musings. Today we're going to discuss an older post of mine. Three things that make a great first line. So the title of this sounds pretty darn lofty, doesn't it? And so for those of you who don't have a finished manuscript, this might not be so useful. You need to write your novel, edit it, then see if you can cut the first chapter or three. Don't count that writing as wasted though. You needed to know what was going to happen before you could write the rest of the book. But after you do those edits, then it's time to tweak that first line. The first line of a novel has a lot to do. At Balticon 51, I attended a workshop on opening sentences with Steve Lubbs and another on opening pages with Meg Eden. This is a lot of what they said combined with knowledge I've gleaned from other places. I didn't want to just copy their notes. So that first line needs to do three things. It needs to make you want to read the second line, most obviously. First off and primary above all other jobs, the first line has to make us want to know more. It should lead us directly into that second line and the second paragraph and each line needs to keep moving us forward into the story. Second thing that first line needs to do is it needs to establish the tone of the novel. The first line needs to give us a feel for the rhythm or the tone of the book. It needs to give us a feeling for the main character's voice and the world in which they live in. Finally, thirdly, it must at least hint at a problem. Novels have to have a plot and that means they need a problem to solve. The problem can be internal, coming to terms with yourself or grief or a midlife crisis or the problem can be external. A prince needs rescuing, but a story can't exist without a problem. You don't need to start in meteores with someone shooting at her so far completely unknown protagonist, but you need to at least hint at the issues to come. So how do we make one little sentence do all that? Let's take a look at some famous first lines and see how many of these three things they've managed to cram into that first line. And maybe we can see how they did it. So one technique that's used is say something unexpected. I'm pretty much fucked from The Martian by Andy Weir. There's no real feeling for setting yet, but the short, simple sentence gives us a feel for the voice of the narrator. We're probably not going to have a lot of flowery prose with this one. We know the story's told, at least partially, in first person and that they're not afraid to curse. Secondly, we know there's a major problem affecting the main character. They don't talk of we or he or they're fucked. They talk about themselves. So we're left wondering, why is the narrator fucked? I'll have to read the next line to find out. Another line. The building was on fire and it wasn't my fault. From Blood Rights by Jim Butcher. So right off, we've got a feel for setting. We're in a 
burning building or we're right outside one. And the first person voice is very clear, has personality, and is ready to make excuses. So we've got a problem. As well as a setting, the building's on fire and people are thinking it might be the protagonist's fault. So we're left wondering, why is the building on fire? Why is the narrator getting blamed? We're gonna have to read more to find out. Another opening line. Some years ago, there was in the city of York, a society of magicians from Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norell by Susanna Clark. So right off the bat, we get the feeling that the setting is York, which is on earth and the tone indicates the 1800s. The third person narration gives us a clear tone and rhythm and the unexpected word in there, magicians. That tells us we're dealing with a fantasy, most likely a historical fantasy, but possibly an alternate history fantasy or a parallel earth. We don't know what the problem is yet, but we're pretty sure it's gonna have something to do with magicians. So we're left wondering, how did the magicians fit into this world? Are they known? Are they secret? I'll have to read more to find out. Another technique that some famous writers use with their first line are, is describing the setting. Yes, it's cliche, but if you have enough voice, you can pull it off. You have to make it unique though. Don't just give us adventures in a bar. Tell us what's different about this bar. So here's an opening line or two. Far out in the uncharted backwaters of the unfathomable end of the western spiral arm of the galaxy lies a small, unregarded yellow sun. Orbiting this at a distance of roughly 98 million miles is an utterly insignificant little blue-green planet whose ape-descended life forms are so amazingly primitive that they still think digital watches are a pretty neat idea. From the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by Douglas Adams. So this one's a bit long and I know I cheated its two sentences, but the setting is clear, we're on Earth, about our current technological levels, give or take a few decades. The narrator is dryly witted using tons of adjectives and a tone of superiority. The problem isn't quite mentioned yet, but it's definitely hinted at, and if you've read the novel, you can tell where in retrospect. So we're left wondering, who is charting the galaxy if it's not the people on Earth? And what are these other types of creatures like if they're not descended from apes? How do we show them that Earth is not insignificant? I'll have to read the next line to find out. A third technique that some famous authors use to get their first lines to really stick out is to introduce themselves or the situation. So one famous opening line starts off, all happy families are alike. Each unhappy family is unhappy in its own way from Anna Karina by Leo Tolstoy. So we start off with no real setting, but the words suggest that the story is about a family, not a journey, not a coming of age novel. 
The narrator begins by pontificating. The sentence is long and conjoined by a semicolon. This sets a narrative tone. We don't know if this is first person or third person yet, though. The problem is introduced. We don't know what it is, but it's going to be issues with the main character or character's family. And so now we're left wondering, how is the family the narrator going to tell us about unhappy? We'll have to read more to find out. Another famous first line, call me Ishmael from Moby Dick by Herman Melville. There is no setting, but the name hints at cultural or religious significance. Even if they're not actually using the biblical origin, it can definitely read as context. So the narrator has a very clear voice. Um, this didn't include the next line in which Melville gets immediately adjective heavy and confessionally long sentences. Um, but really this first line works better because of the way it contra contrasts with the next paragraph. The first line doesn't have to hold up the entire novel, but the first page needs to start out the way you intend to finish. So now we're left wondering, is his name really Ishmael or is there a reason he's called that? I'll have to read more to find out. One last first line. Taryn wanted to make a sword, but Call, charged with the practical side of his education, decided on horseshoes. From the Book of Three by Lloyd Alexander. So this starts off with a feel for setting. We've got horses, we've got swords, we're likely in a fantasy or historical novel. Taryn is our narrator in third person with the feel of a student age and a hint of dry humor. And we already know that the call of the sword is likely not something that's going to go away and that call does not approve. There's some conflict right there. So now we're left wondering, is Taryn any good at making horseshoes? Who charged Cole with Taryn's education? His family? To find out more, we'll have to keep reading. So as you see, even the greats don't always cover all three things when they start off. They don't always make, establish the tone and hint at the problem, but they usually do at least two out of the three. Some people do prefer a slow build, which is a legitimate tone choice, but you still need to at least hint at the problem by the end of the first page. Even if the reader couldn't possibly know what the issue is, a little bit of foreshadowing makes the story come round. Well, I hope these tips help and let me know if you have any favorite first lines or if there are first lines that you don't think work. Maybe we can help you with them. Thank you for tuning in and good luck with your novel.